The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. 706 on The Morning Jam. We always love to have him because he helps get us straight on some things when it comes to Second Amendment, how you should uh, clean your weapon, how you should hold your weapon, and how you should store your weapon. That's Marco Galbraith. And how you should protect yourself <laughs> yes. uh, if you have to use, use your, your weapon. weapon yeah. right. T4 Tactics, Marco Galbraith <laughs> on the line right now. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? We're good doing good. Here. That's a big responsibility. Yes, it is. I mean, a lot going on. There is there is a lot going on. And, and the thing about it is, especially with your industry, Marco, things are constantly changing. Yeah, constantly. And it, it, uh, it seems like more drama every time you, you turn on the news or something. There's more drama about uh, our firearm rights that are being attacked. So, so what's going on with this FBI wanting to uh, gather data? It's all about the information. I mean, they've been doing this for a while. They've been, they've been, uh, you know, slowly trying to get more and more from from dealers. Start showing up at the at the shows and that type thing. What is this latest? Yeah. Thing? So even if you get you know turned down, they want that information. Yeah, and, and they're, once again, they're fixated on the good person that tries to do the right thing. Um, if ATF and the FBI would spend more time on the streets going after the bad guys with guns, and it can be done very easily, then gun violence would go down. But they don't want that. They want to go after the good people that go into gun stores and try to have an FFL, Federal Firearms License, transfer the legal way and they get turned down, denied for whatever reason, uh, or delayed. Well, so and do you, you think... Lie, go ahead. It, it, so if you fill out an application to purchase a firearm at a gun store or, you know, legally, and let's say you lie on it, you, you weren't truthful about something, in most states that's a felony, you're in big trouble. So you're going to get, more than likely, you're going to get arrested. I know of some cases where some people have falsified an application to purchase a firearm, and the state police would arrest them on scene uh, for that. I, I understand that. I get it. However, here's the bad part about the, the FBI wants to be notified and wants local law enforcement to be notified if your application is delayed. Well, here's a problem. <laughs> that happens a lot. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I have an unusual name. My middle name, you know, M-A-R-K-O. It's an unusual name. So, And I'm the third. So... When my background check goes through to purchase a firearm, it's fairly quick, but John Smith is going to be there a while. Mm -hmm. George Anderson is going to be there a while. Somebody with a common name is going to be there a while. If the Internet is slow or if the system is backed up, sure. there's that or delay. Down. So, or down. So now you're going to have to notify the FBI, and, you're going to have to not and the FBI wants local law enforcement notified to go talk to that person because it was delayed now now you're starting to step over the boundaries of, once again of the second amendment it's not my fault if i go try to purchase a firearm in the computer or for whatever reason it's delayed and will the fbi start delaying purchases so they can get more information on these people that are trying to buy guns legally at a gun store or mm -hmm. a gun show right and while we know that most of the guns that are uh, perpetrating the, the people doing these crimes are not getting them legally, occasionally we do see someone who has been able to, to purchase a gun legally, like uh, the, the school shooter. 
I mean, he right. he went and was able to get not one but two guns, and and he shouldn't have been right. able to get that. Um, but that's right. That documentation had not been done properly, and guess what? That wasn't on the the dealers. That was on yeah, right uh, on the uh, the enforcement, not keep on this recording system. things and, right. Yeah, and I don't have a problem if somebody goes into a gun store and they lie on the application. They should be contacted by law enforcement. Right? Why are you lying on an application uh, because of whatever reason you you shouldn't be allowed to have a firearm? Then that person does need to be contacted and and find out what's going on with that. Uh, but but a delay that's very concerning now that we're going to start contacting people with the FBI through the FBI and your local police or sheriff's department because it was delayed. You can you can have a law-abiding citizen, 60 years old, that's never even had a parking ticket, mm-hmm. and if he goes to he or she goes to buy a firearm and it's delayed for whatever reason, they're going to get a visit with the F, by the FBI or local law enforcement. That's ridiculous. That's harassment because you're trying to buy a gun and now we're going to harass you. Well, and previously, they were only required to provide the state of residence of a customer. Now they have to provide their full address in the event of of a delay or denial. It's just getting deeper and deeper. Anything they do to keep guns out of the hands of bad guys or uh, mentally unstable people, I back them up 100%. Absolutely. But this, this verbiage about the application process being delayed is very concerning. That's where they're stepping over the line. Now you're starting now you're starting to uh, to push buttons on people that are legally trying to buy guns and they can't help it if the process is delayed. Do you think this Ridiculous. is uh, uh, and, and maybe I'm going conspiracy theory here, but I don't think I am. Do you think that they're trying to make it more and more complicated for dealers um, and, and oh, easier absolutely. for them to mess yeah. up so they can lose their licenses? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and, and they'll be doing a lot of checks. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if the FBI and and ATF will send in <clears throat> covert uh, ops, you know, people to test the gun dealers mm-hmm. to see if somebody's delayed or denied. Are they gonna? Are they actually gonna call, notify FBI and, and state police? They'll do undercover operations like that. So gun dealers, FFL people, need to be aware, which they are. I've <clears throat> I've been in this business a long time, and I have never. I have never known of one single gun dealer or FFL, Federal Firearms License uh, person, that is doing anything shady. They don't. Those licenses are too expensive. There's too much checks and balance paperwork. There's too much on the line. They're not going to do shady stuff. At least the ones I've met, they're not about to do anything shady. They're following the color of the law to a T. Well, even because Uh, there's somebody locally, I won't mention his name, but it, so he could sell guns. He told me of the rigorous, grueling process to even get this license. Oh, it is. It's 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 expensive, and it's not a walk in the park. I've no. got a friend going through it right now, uh, and he just yesterday. I just had to fingerprint him. Two different fingerprint cards. Mm-hmm. He's got to do stuff with the county. He's got to do what do stuff with the federal level. They're going to completely do a background check, and that license is very specific it's you can't do this you can do this these guys and girls that have these ffls are not going to risk it right uh, it, it, there are a lot of it's, it's too much to risk yeah absolutely um, and and then it goes back also that we, you know you can buy 
people say, well, you can buy a, a gun on the Internet. And we've talked about this before on your show. Technically, yes, you can buy a gun on the Internet, but it has to be shipped to one of these FFL dealers. Yes, right. They have to do a background check, and mm-hmm. then they give it to you. So people say, well, we've got to stop having the ability to buy a gun on the Internet. You're not buying it on the Internet. You're doing the your transaction. You're doing the, the setup, more or less, on the Internet. But the gun has to be shipped to a dealer who's right. going to do the proper background check. I'm not gonna, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I, I've been to certain uh, big flea markets, and there's guns for sale right. there. What, what, <laughs> what's going to happen there, you think, eventually? I mean, you, you're going to have people that run flea markets say, you can't do this anymore and this kind of thing. Yeah. Well, those are illegal right now. You have to have an FFL to transfer a firearm. So you can, you might, you know, and I don't know the particulars on this, but you might be able to display a gun for sale at the flea market, but but to actually make the transaction to do it legal, you have to go to your local gun store and do that transaction there. Sure. Understood. Uh, And I'm... I'm not even sure if you can display them at a flea market anymore, but, but okay. Virginia recently changed that law. Years ago, you could just, if, if you wanted to sell me a gun, we just exchanged cash, mm-hmm. done deal. Right. Uh, but now any, any gun exchange has to go through a FFL. Even if, even if it's a private owner? Situation. Yeah, private owner. Okay, so got if it. I, yeah, if I, if I wanted to sell you a gun and you're my friend, right. you've got to go to the gun store. Okay. Uh, it's usually about $20 transfer fee, but okay. everything's done legally. Sure. They do a background check on you. They, they log in the gun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Somebody said, so, how about the guy that 3D printed guns for New York guns buyback? <laughs> Did you hear that story? I haven't heard that one, no. Hmm. I'll have to look that one up. Well, Marco, as always, yeah. um, thank you for... Uh, sound like you uh, you you had some fun last night, but you know I'm sure these classes that you teach can be tough. But doing uh, trivia can be tough as well. That was a rowdy crowd last night. Mm-hmm. That was uh, Jan- Janet was there, and and uh, yeah, that was I-, I was lucky to get out of there with my life last night at, at the brewery. <laughs> that was fun. We, it was. We fun. had some good, we had some good questions, and I was. Uh, I was getting drunk on their root beer. It's non-alcoholic root beer. Right. But man, that's, they make it there, and it was really good. Really? It, it was, it was really good. good and strong. Yeah. <laughs> it had a bite to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they we, have we, a lot of non-alcoholic beer, but they're, they're yeah. root beers for the kids, and it's I was drinking that. Oh, is it? Was, it? it was good. I had that. It's non, yeah. It's non-alcoholic. Well, the root beer I had was non-alcoholic, and... Uh, and it was really good. They, and I'm surprised. You know, they make it there. It's, it was great. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Uh, we'll have to check that out. Marco, as crowd. always, thanks Thanks for giving us some insight. Uh, tell us when your next class is popping up, what's going on at T4 Tactics, and then give us your website. Well, the big thing is uh, on October 29th in my parking lot, it's going to be an outdoor event, October 29th from uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We're going to have a lot of police agencies there doing recruiting. Oh, we're okay. inside my office. We're, yeah, we're going to have a shoot, don't shoot simulator. Mm-hmm. So if you think you're good with the gun, you think you can make a decision real quick, come out and try the simulator. It's all free. We're going to have a food truck. Okay. We'll have vendors for holsters and selling some ammo and uh, stuff like that. So we'll that's on a Saturday, CPR, right? Stop. Yep, Saturday the 29th, okay. uh, 10 to 2. We'll also be doing stop the bleed classes and CPR classes. It's just a safety day. Yeah, free, absolutely free. Awesome. Well, thank you. It's t the number four tactics dot com. Am I right on that? That's it. And we're on Timberlake in Lynchburg. All right, Marco. Thank you so much, bud. 
God bless you. Have a great weekend. All right. Enjoy your, enjoy your weekend. Yep, you too. All right. 718 on the Morning Jam. Janet has a, uh, a funny in the queue we're going to get to here in just a moment and some more stories for you. If you'd like to comment on anything we've talked about, 866-916-3776 is the phone number to get to us. You can also text us 434-248-0704. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. That's what I do. I'm not stopping until I own a rotary phone. That's what I want, a house phone. Because that's when I was at my happiest in life. Because I hate technology. I'm addicted to it. I don't like it. I don't like it. But we need it. This is how I knew I was addicted to the phone. I lost it for four days a couple weeks ago. I didn't have a phone for four days. You ever not have your phone for four days? Worst feeling in the world. I got to be honest with you right now. Judge me all you want. I'd rather lose a family member. I'm just being honest. <laughs> wow. And the people that are laughing knows exactly what family member they're thinking of right now. They're like, yeah. <laughs> probably do without Aunt Karen. <laughs> the holidays would be nicer without Aunt Karen. <laughs> this is a rough year for Karen. <laughs> True. Rough year, Karen. I feel you. Good name it was. Go to bed one day, wake up, you're like, what? I'm an insult. What happened? <laughs> you And sure. you have a Karen in your family. I do. And she's lovely. Mm-hmm. You know? She's not a Karen? No, she's not a Karen. I have a friend whose name is Karen, and she just thinks it's hysterical. Yeah. Especially, like, if she's in a bad mood. Right. She's like, you know what my name is, right? Wow. <laughs> so she leverages the name. She does. She owns it. Wow. She's just like, you may as well lean into it. Right. So I like it. My first crush was... A Karen? Really, a Karen, because I was I was growing up. I was I was, you know, I think we were, I was ten when my parents moved to Florida. Okay. So, there was a Karen in our little town in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and we were friends with the family and stuff. And Karen sure. was my age. Yeah, a little crush. I had a little crush on her. I have yeah. to admit. Was she a Karen or no? Uh, back then, no. I she was nice. Uh huh. Okay. You know, I don't know how things have uh, ended you know, up since then. I can't remember her younger sister's name. Mm-hmm. But she looked exactly like, what's her name from Scooby-Doo that we're not sure about his sexuality now? Velma? Velma. She looked like Velma. She wore orange, she, orange turtlenecks? And well, she, she had black glasses, glasses and she and had that straight cut across the thing. Red, and it, red hair? Yeah. Oh, okay. And just, yeah. I don't know. I might want to check on that. Yeah. Uh, so we had a, a texter who texted us in during the marco interview yeah. and he was talking about the 3d printed guns an upstate new york man okay was able to exploit the state's gun buyback program by 3d printing more than 100 small firearms and sold them back to the attorney general's office to the tune of twenty one thousand dollars. oh my uh-huh uh new york's wktv television said the man who only identified himself as kim to media said the idea dawned on him while he was scrolling through what else twitter 
Mm-hmm. He told the local news affiliate he'd been seeing people tweeting, perhaps jokingly, about 3D printing guns to sell via the New York's Cash for Guns program, which promised residents they could trade in firearms for cold hard cash. Wow. It inspired him to pull out the $200 3D printer he had gotten for Christmas and get to work. Wow. I 3D printed a bunch of lower receivers and frames for different kinds of firearms. Mm-hmm. And added that he drove six hours to Utica to a gun buyback event being held by the city's police department. Okay. When someone at the event saw Kim toting a bag full of guns, they asked him, how how many he had i said 110 oh my you would think at that point they would just swarm him but oh, no sure um and it ended with a guy and a lady from the budget office coming around with 42 gift cards and counting them out in front of me in total he received 21,000 all of which he claims was given to him in $500 gift cards by the state i'd like to know the cost ratio that it cost to print those guns well i think he came out okay mm-hmm. uh, it's shameful that these in that this individual exploited a program that has successfully taken thousands of guns off the street wow. okay wow. whatever y'all Entre- better start paying attention entrepreneur maybe <laughs> um, on, the, on the on the dark side but and well they're just upset that they they have egg on their face right right sure uh while 3d printers ability to make firearms has long been a source of concern they have for the most part stayed out of the news as the technology failed to be the revolutionary sort of hardware it promised to be, mm. much like electric cars. Yeah, right. uh, that said, Kim did use his cheapo consumer 3D printer to make guns and use them for an arguably nefarious purpose. <laughs> Though in actuality, it was, uh, you know, it didn't hurt anybody. Right. <laughs> made some know, money. I don't know that they could just do a, anything about that. It's just another way to scam the government. I can, mean, I mean, can they... I, that's a good Can question. Can they do anything? Well, what they it? do is they have to, from this point forward, they have to say, look, this is a limit, especially if they're three-dimensional guns that were made by your well, HP printer. But you, well, <laughs> but they actually have to look at the gun. Right, right. And See, make I, sure I would, it's a legit gun. I would love to ask Marco, maybe next time, is what, how authentic does a 3D gun look? And, and really, what is the composite? What is it made of? Can you shoot it more? You know, there's some guns you can only shoot once, and then they're trashed. Because, I didn't know that. You know, because of the material. Okay. You know, you can't. I don't know. I just think it's, I think it's kind of funny. Uh, we also have a, a guy named John mm-hmm. who said, Marco's correct. My name is John. I get delayed every time I purchase a firearm. Wow. Well, they're gonna, they're going to know they're going to be all up in your business. <laughs> right. Uh, while we're talking about that, I want I want to uh, tell you about um, House Bill fifty seven sixty four. It's been introduced. It's uh, another government overreach. There is a, a link there uh, where it'll go directly to your representatives to right. help stop that bill mm-hmm. that allows the FBI and ATF from gaining financial information from firearms purchasers Uh, a similar bill has been beaten back before Mm. Um, the alleged intent of the bill is to study how homegrown violent extremists procure firearms and accessories for carrying out acts of terrorist a terror in the united states wow and to study the ways in which the firearms market is exploited to facilitate gun violence Mm -hmm. 
Now, how likely is it that that bill is going to be used for that? Because they're calling parents terrorists. Well, I point. know. I mean, it's just like the uh, the fix the inflation problem bill. All right. It's I, all about I'm green putting energy. up a link. I mean, I, I sent a thing to, to my representatives. I mean, it's Kim, it's Kane and Warner. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like one click. You can fill out the information mm-hmm. and send the information to them going, do not pass this bill. Right. Um, so I'll, I'm going to put that up on our Facebook page. If you have not, uh, if you're not a part of our Facebook page, you need to do that. Yeah, Just, go there and like it. Yeah, look us up, The Morning Jam, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right, we got. <laughs> Get w- it? I like it. We got WDBJ seven we on do. the way. Kimberly McBroom has What's she some, working on. Well, she's working on some stories about alleged uh, election registration backup log. There's some problems. Imagine that people aren't being, uh, you know, able to. Get registered because of some glitches. She's going to talk about that. Also, uh, graduation for Roanoke Fire EMS. That uh, is important, especially right now. And tourism in Lynchburg is really, really doing well. She's going to talk about that. And we're going to be talking about how um, the masculinity, you think masculinity is under attack in America. It may be more than you think. Testosterone levels have actually been dropping for decades for men. We're going to tell you why. Gentlemen, are you experiencing low T? <laughs> well, it isn't a laughing matter. I have a friend who, who uh, is dealing with that. You might be surprised at, at, at how many people and how many young people mm-hmm. are experiencing this. Yeah. Forty-nine degrees in Lynchburg, fifty in Bedford, fifty-one in Roanoke, forty-seven in Danville, forty-eight in Appomattox. Okay. Well, we know the hurricane came through Florida, devastated much of the uh, Fort Myers, Ponta Gorda, Gorta, Ponta Gorta, and uh, that part of the the state. Of course, that affected uh, how different humane societies dealt with their animals. They had to move them, and some of those animals got moved to Lynchburg, Virginia. Some furry friends arrived just yesterday at the Lynchburg Humane Society after being saved from Hurricane Ian on Thursday. Uh, They announced that 20 new cats and kittens showed up at their facility from shelters uh, that were impacted by the storm. If you want to go by, and they have all kinds of pictures. I'll put this link on our Facebook page. All kinds of pictures. That's a beautiful cat right there with blue eyes that I'm looking at. Uh, If you want a cat or a kitten. Why don't you uh, hook up with these folks at the Lynchburg Humane Society Adoption Center. It's open from Tuesday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. And, of course, tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. to uh, 5 p.m. If you want to take a look at these cute little kittens. Well, FBI's uh, Richmond Central Virginia Violent Crimes Task Force is searching for an armed and dangerous but rather dapper suspect. Hmm. They say robbed a bank at gunpoint. On September 29th, the male suspect entered the first community bank on the Middle Othean Turnpike and demanded money from the teller. After the teller followed the demands, the suspect put the firearm in his waistband and left the bank on foot. Mm -hmm. Authorities described the suspect as a slender white male, 5'8 to 5'9, 40 to 50 years of age with auburn brown hair, wearing a gray five-panel flat cap, a light-colored bottom down shirt a dark blue blazer khaki pants white socks brown square toed dress shoes sunglasses 
a white medical style mask, and black mechanics gloves with white lettering. Now, if somebody walks into a bank... Did he go to J. Bank, Crew and rob them first? I don't know. <laughs> uh, they're calling him the Dapper Dan Bandit. Wow. First wow. of all, if you see someone dressed that way... Tackle their ass. I'm sorry, did I just say that? Wearing mechanics gloves with that outfit... Right. And a mask. Go yeah. ahead and hit the button, bank people. Right. I, when are we going to get over this whole mask thing? Oh, I don't know. I, you know, mm. it, it is so much easier because you know you were alarmed before when right. you saw somebody yeah, coming sure. into a store and they had on a mask mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Much less twenty people. Right. Um, you would know something nefarious was a, afoot, mm. and you could do something about it. Mm-hmm. Now you you still got all these people. Well, not all these people, but you still see people wearing them, mm-hmm. and it just makes you go really. Especially yeah. if they're young people. Right. You're like, mm-mm. Yeah. You're up to no good. Yeah, absolutely. 866-916-3776 is the phone number. Got Ronnie on the line. Good morning. How we doing? Doing good. good. I, got, I got a little bit. Of, I know how you can find out about this testosterone stuff. Just call Biden and ask him which one of his agents is doing this. Oh, I mean, attacking the... to have a socialist country, you have to weaken everybody down. You got the boys and the girls, the girls and the boys, and smoking dope and doing all this. That's all he wants is people doing that. Then, oh, one hung low or whatever his name is over in China, come over here and hit somebody with a switch and we'll surrender. Wow. Well, I, I think I mean, this, this country is going socialist. It ain't no way you can stop it. Well, I, I hope, thanks for the call, Ronnie. I hope there's a way we can stop it. I mean, we can we can certainly hold back the tide a little bit if we vote the right way in November. You know, my brother told me years ago, you know, the Republicans want to take us over the over the trestle, the train trestle on a train, and the Democrats want to do the same thing. They just want to take us there in a high-speed bullet train. And they're both driving us, you know, to the brink. Well, this is a whole different level mm-hmm. uh, as and Tucker Carlson did a story on this uh, talking about the collapse of the American male's testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. Um, there there have been theories for a while about why testosterone levels have been dwindling approximately 10% per decade. Oh, wow. I mean, that's significant. Yeah, that is. They're saying it's coming from chemical and pharmaceutical companies. Um, and we've got a lot of these in, in our environment. It's... Um, for many of the compounds that are out there, there's clear evidence that some of these chemicals cause problems with reproduction. Okay. It's really a demasculization of the male fetus. Really? Wow. Mm -hmm. Starting all the way back there. Well, so here's the thing. Hmm. There are these chemicals, Mm -hmm. um, and the Environmental Protection Agency is warning that two nonstick and stain-resistant compounds found in drinking water oh, wow. are more dangerous than they previously thought Okay, and pose health risk even at levels so low they can't be detected. Gee. Now, I've, I've been thinking about that about the nonstick for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I chucked yeah, it's it gotta a be long something time ago. Not good about it. And, um, and that's an a argument I have with my Mark sometimes because mm-hmm. he likes his nonstick for, right. for his eggs and stuff. He may change his mind after he hears this story. Um, here are some of the things. Of course, your, your drinking water, mm-hmm. cer- certainly being 
right. uh, impacted. Um, and it's also in the nonstick fry pans, mm-hmm. water repellent sports gear, stain resistant rugs, cosmetics, and countless other consumer products. The chemical bonds are so strong, they don't degrade or do so slowly in the environment and can remain in your bloodstream indefinitely. Wow. This is not good. No, not at all. The science is clear. The chemicals are shockingly toxic Mm -hmm. at extremely low doses. Mm Mm-hmm. Tim says cast iron. I know that's right. He says use cast iron. Yeah, that's what I use. Sure, sure. I I stopped using aluminum and um, nonstick a long time ago. Mm. Long time ago. And if you take care of your cast iron, it'll be nonstick. Right. You just got to take care of it. Okay. So if you are a male, if you have males in your life that you love, (laughs) you need to, you know, you need to pay attention to this but mm. if you take care of your cast iron it it is virtually non-stick and you can okay. rinse your cast iron with water but you because people are like oh you can't wash it you just you've got to get all that water out of there you've got to put it back on heat get all that water out okay, of there just so it doesn't rust and, and stuff. i scrub right. mine when i have to scrub mine i scrub it with a mixture of olive oil or coconut oil and okay. coarse salt all right and you can scrub that out of there and it just helps season it all right and and there's there's nothing like a well-seasoned cast iron skillet, mm-hmm. but nonstick is not your friend, not at all. Well, I mean, you know, I use I use nonstick, and and you see the little chips that are missing. Well, the minute that happens, they they that should be thrown away. Mm-hmm. The minute, I mean, I don't think you should use it at all, and I never have. But um, the minute that happens, you really you're, you're ingesting. Yeah, yeah. you are. Um, mm-hmm. So. Runners in Chicago, speaking of the emasculation of America, uh, <laughs> yeah, Chicago right. Marathon's <laughs> quiet non-binary division, Boston Marathon also has a uh, non-binary yeah, this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They say it feels hurtful, one runner said. So they, they, they got what they wanted. Feeling a little blue ahead of, of this weekend's race, mm-hmm. Mark. Well. It's one of the biggest years for sports following the Boston and London, yeah, they've got a creation of a non-binary division for runners who don't identify as male or female. Right. The lack of hype around the new inclusion division left some who identify as such with a bad taste. Create your own hype. Everybody else does. Personally, it feels hurtful because it feels performative <laughs> or brushed under the rug oh, because it really is a big deal. I'm a big deal. Well, you are a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This is so... Uh, look, I'm glad they're doing the non-binary divisions. Yeah, give them the That's division. They, if they want to have a right. half-elephant, half-human division, right. make it work. Do it. Do it. But don't ask me to go out but and don't let support the, it. But don't let the boys run with against the girls. Right. Well, I mean, you could go out and support it or not go out and support it. It's not like they're they're going out there going, oh, we have a girl division. Oh. Right, right. I mean, right, I know. guess what, dude? No one cares. Right. Run, don't run. Wear your little rainbow flag. Don't wear your rainbow flag. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Boston Marathon made its announcement of a non-binary division last month. Uh, that division will compete in 23. 
London also created non-binary division 23. New York City Marathon did it last year. Philadelphia was the first one to establish it. So it's kind of old news, sir, mm-hmm. or and or madam, or whatever you are. Um, well, it's gender queer, a gender by gender, and the list goes on and on and on and on. That's just part of being non-binary. All kinds of things going on. Right. With that whole, just. Yeah, so they've got 70 runners registered. Well, good for them. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, I mean, <laughs> says it makes it easier. Do, when, do they want a government grant or something? I'm, I'm just wondering. Um, as a trans athlete showing up and registering for these races, it's a hard thing to do because there's not usually space. Well, now there is. Right. There's space. Celebrate it. What makes it easier uh, when big organizations with a lot of power say we're adding this category and we're proud of it. And we're doing what it takes to celebrate these runners. So it's not enough that I'm running. You have to make a big deal out of me. Right, right. And if you don't make a big deal out of me, you're homophobic. then you're a guest speaker. Yeah, and you're, you're homophobic. And yeah, you're xenophobic. Yeah, yeah. And you're all you're, those you're things. You're non, non-binary. Ugh. It's just annoying. It's never enough. It's never enough. Never enough. Because they want justification. And they want... No, no, no. They want more than justification. Well, they want you to justify their living. They want you to act like they are just the be-all, end-all. Uh, they're so brave. They're so... They they are always constantly looking for other people... Affirmation. ...to give them the affirmation mm-hmm. that they need. Do you think anybody else gets that? No. Nobody else is getting... And I can tell you, women dang sure aren't getting oh they're they're getting they're going backwards you talk about being pushed under the rug women are going backwards for sure especially if you're in sports yeah i mean just too bad so sad that you're a woman Mm -hmm. sucks to be you put that in your vagina monologue how about that one Ah. sorry things i don't want to hear mark lamb say i'm too far i'm just writing it was a it was a whole thing there's another one i had some (laughs) earlier this week that one i'm writing down (laughs) Got that. Okay. Uh, when we come back. Yeah, time to go to break. Battery-powered cars exploding from water damage after yes. Hurricane Ian. And uh, Arizona leading the way when it comes to winning school choice. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. Made dinner last night. Yeah? What'd you have? <laughs> well, I don't know, but when my wife walked in, she said, What is that, that smell? smell? Oh, honey, that's our aluminum non-stick, you know grill going on poisoning us helping your husband to have low tea (laughs) johnny uh i I said there were some some words i had a list of words i didn't want to hear mark lamb say and johnny was like i missed it what did he say can i see the list no you may not no no it's it's you may not see the list it's been hidden from view even from me well Uh, yeah go ahead so Elon Musk has announced yes. Pepsi is going to receive Tesla's first electric semi trucks. Really? In December. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, even as power ba- uh, battery operated cars are exploding from water damage. Right. Right. After Hurricane Ian. 
So, so wonder what a tractor trailer looks like when it explodes. Wonder what kind of explosion that'll get you. Mm-hmm. Top Florida state official warned that firefighters have been battling a number of fires right. caused by electronic vehicle batteries waterlogged after the hurricane. Okay. Uh, EV batteries that have been waterlogged in the wake of the hurricane are at risk of corrosion, right. which leads to unexpected fires. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of EVs disabled from Ian. Okay. As those batteries corrode, fires start. Okay, that makes sense. That's a new challenge that our firefighters haven't faced before. Really? Shocking. Did you ask uh, Biden about that? It's electric! When he was in there? (laughs) It's a fire starter. Uh, It takes special training and understanding. Of uh-huh. EVs to ensure that these fires are put out quickly and safely. That's the thing, safely. How do right. you do it? And, I mean, look at, what is that putting into the environment, too? Right. Um, and what if you use the wrong chemical on an electrifier? You may actually not, in, well, you could enhance it if you put the wrong thing on it. I mean, I don't we know. still don't know. I was wondering when, you know, like car accidents, you know, we'd start seeing some electric cars and car accidents. What was that? going to look like did the epa have to show up on the site to clean up the mess i mean i don't know i'm just I mean, being honest of course you know biden's been saying that you know they want 50 percent of new car sales to be evs by 2030 yeah yeah i think it's 2030 or 35 the combustible engine will not be able to be sold in california i wonder what they're going to do about the used car market i bet you they have all kinds of regulations myron abel the director of the competitive Enterprise Institute Center for Energy and Environment said um, that the administration, the current administration, Biden administration, is giving a false impression about EVs, Mm -hmm. noting that they are expensive and often unreliable. It's a con job. Yeah. So it might be a good deal for some people in some places under certain circumstances. Yeah. But by and large right now, it just isn't a good deal and we all know that yeah regardless of the propaganda that we're getting we know that it's crazy for them to think of it 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 is there's all kinds of crazy people out there doing all kinds of weird stuff (laughs) oh indeed i'm not crazy i'm just a little Well, Pierce Bronson can tell. Uh, He has filed a restraining order against Mm. a woman Mm -hmm. uh, that's stalking his family at his Malibu home. And if I'm not mistaken, this isn't his first stalker that's made the news. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, He he, uh, filed a restraining order Mm -hmm. uh, against this this woman. Um, Apparently, it's just happened. Uh, he says he's been she's been stalking him and his family. Um, he alleges that the 55 year old woman, mm-hmm. Michelle Welch Mulready, has been parked in front of his house, stalking him, his family, and guest. According to the outlet, the restraining order said Mulready had been living in her car right. since September 5th, and Bronson had called the police twice to complain. That's over a month. Yes, yes. Can you imagine what that's like? On September 28th, the sheriff notified Mulready that the actor was filing a restraining order against her. Hmm. The alleged stalker initially said she didn't set out to find Bronson. According to the restraining order, um, 
the, the, the which was the legend of the restraining order, Mulready was really looking for legendary actor Dick Van Dyke, whose tattoo of him she has on her arm. <laughs> what fifty-five year old? I bet you that's her ringtone. Has a Dick Van Dyke tattoo. <laughs> Jeez. How old is she again? 55. 55. Oh, my um, gosh. Double nickel. But Bronson said, crazy. when she found me and my family, she stayed in front of our house. She gave me two odd notes. <laughs> she said she needed $1,500 for new tires. Okay. And gave me a drawing that she had made of him. Oh. While Bronson said that uh, Mulready hasn't threatened him or mm-hmm. inflicted harm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the order also protects his wife, Keely Bronson, and their two sons. Sure. Under Man. the court order, she's barred from harassing, intimidating, or directly or indirectly <laughs> contacting the family. She is required to stay 400 yards away from Bronson's home, car, and workplace, as well as his children's school. Well, she needs tires so she can leave. <laughs> Pierce, come on. 400 yards is not that much. $1,500, that's not that much. Just just have the people show up. Yeah, and, and change the tires right there for her. So, Oh, we're sorry, man. We're going to have to tow you right. <laughs> to change your tires. <laughs> See, you're just not thinking. You need to tap into that one Bond movie that you did. Yes, exactly. You do one or two. I don't I know. I think he did three, actually. But mm. I like the one where he's in the back of the BMW, and he's using his phone to drive the car. Because uh-huh. there's cameras all around the car. I bet he wish he has that now. Yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't even seen because they were shooting the car up, but he was still driving it. Sure. He needs one of those. He needs one of those that needs to be hooked onto her car. He it's needs, not funny. Stalkers are not funny. He needs Remington Steel on the case. I got, yes, he does. <laughs> I got a little giggly with the with the Dick Van Dyke tattoo. That right, one, right. That I one know. made me laugh a well, little. Okay, so this do they, do they show the tattoo? Up. No, I sadly, just wonder, no. is, is it the new Dick Van Dyke? I mean, is it the diagnosis murder Dick Van Dyke, or uh, is it the Dick Van Dyke from show or Mary Poppins? Or maybe Dick Van Mary Dyke? Poppins, right? Or Night at the Museum? Or it could be all of them. It could be. Maybe it's like a whole sleeve of <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. A time. Dick Van Dyke through the years <laughs> right. on her arm. That's right, folks. I bet you Nickelodeon and TV Land Are and all. loving it. She just. Oh, I just watch it all the time in my car. Coming up, we have uh, Julie Wheeler from the Better Business Bureau. Oh, that's Bureau. next Friday. Oh, it's next Friday. Yeah, oh, next sorry. Friday. Yep, yep. Oh, my apologies. No, that's all right. My apologies. Uh, so that'll be next week. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have her on next Friday. Okay. Talk about some of the scams that are well, out there. Well, we do have some scams that I will talk about oh in gosh. the next hour. We'll also have some Friday funnies on the way mm-hmm. for you. And, of course, you know, a rarity with Biden, a moment of clarity a rarity a moment of clarity a rarity of clarity with biden as he warns the prospect of armageddon not faced since 1962 under his watch so that's the most honest thing he said in two years it's a matter of you know that old expression the proof of the puddings in the eating yeah it is i i respect the fact that people would say you know you're old well it's a bitter bitter pudding my friend (laughs) It's not one that's going to show up on the five and dine anytime soon. Nope. Oh, Lordy. Hey, Bill Trafira is coming up. He's got some stories. He's going to talk about Winsome Sears uh, being in the area. And then the uh, Blue Ridge Parkway is one of the most popular places to go in the world, according to this survey. He's going to drop some of those on us. Thanks, Bill. And CBS News will be here first. And Janet and I will be back. 